right, KISS Army. Welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. We hope that you enjoy. 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 Welcome to episode 358 of the KISS FAQ Podcast. We host Julian Gills and we've got Lonnie St. Louis KISS. What's up? Marcus Almighty Mark. Greetings. And the voice of reason, the new louder and improved cat. Can you, can you hear me? What? <laughs> well, Sorry, I can't hear you. Turn... No. no, we can hear you. Uh, thank right. you to uh, for the input from uh, the listeners as... Uh, I do much less work on these things than I used to, so, you know, what are we, six years, five years in? Yeah, much less work. Mark, what you got going on? Well, uh, I have a bit of news I wanted to share for people who watch this and also follow my Project Gemini stuff. Um, The UK and European orders were the ones that we've been waiting on. Uh, The the packages I sent with those albums were kind of stuck in customs, but I was told this morning by my european dude that he has picked up the package that he has it and he's started packaging up the records to send out so starting tomorrow things will be going out for everybody who's been waiting in the uk and in europe for their project gemini in the year 3073 book two copy so thank you for your patience very cool and joe bailey has a pre-order going for the cd edition of ghosts Yes, I ordered yes. mine this morning. I'm late uh, doing so, but great album. I was actually listening to several of his albums from his catalog today while I was working. Thank you very much for that, Julian, and uh, thank you for mentioning it. Yes, uh, there is a pre-order going on for Joe Bailey's new album, Ghosts. If you just go to the Joe Bailey website, oh, the Joe Bailey Bandcamp site, uh, you can order it right there. Uh, it's only seven pounds, I believe it is. Seven, seven quid ninety-nine. Yeah, so that comes to $12 Canadian for those who are keeping count. So it's very affordable, and it's going to be a digipack, the same like we did before, the six-panel, eight-page booklet. So it's it's not going to be some, like, you know, skimpy little, you know, worth-nothing sort of CD thing. It's going to have some bulk behind it, and it has some great artwork by uh, Stephen, who did our Dark Monarchy stuff. So I appreciate any support that we get in that, on that front. Awesome. All right, I got some news. Yes. Uh, do you guys want to yeah. know anything about the A&E biography trailer? Yes. Absolutely. You sure? Yes. You know, yes. You're, you're not going to go all postal, I hope. Because it's important to note that the 30-second thing that was circulated is an ad. It's a very general right. ad. It's 30 seconds. I mean, that should be a bit of a giveaway that you're not going to get much out of it other than, you know, that can be seen everywhere by people who don't care and diehards, well, who probably don't care. But I was granted access to see the trailer, uh, which is just under three minutes today. And my response to that was, holy shit, footage, oh. footage footage you know um i'm not going to go into specifics about some of the footage that i did see um but as a diehard i was very very pleased by what i did see and it's not there is again let's be be absolutely clear there are a certain amount of video sources that have to be referenced in order to tell a story there's a finite amount of that but there is new stuff, which my response to that while watching, and again, it was a single watch. I didn't have opportunity to pause, go back, or anything. 
um, and I didn't take notes deliberately because I and I'm not going to tell you a whole lot about it because I really want you to have that same experience that I had. But when footage went by, I was like, holy shit, I had not seen that before. I doubt anyone mm. has, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. There was some footage, um, obviously the Alive 2 film that you've seen previously looks like it's been rescanned in 4K because it was filmed on film, so it has the capability of doing yeah. of being used in such a manner. And it was absolutely crystal clear. So that's something that we've all seen numerous times, but something that looks as vibrant in the 21st century as it probably would have looked to us way back when. Um, there was a bit of narration about the story. Uh, Tom Morello is featured in the trailer. And this is the guy who inducted Kiss into the Hall of Fame, if I'm not mistaken. So mm -hmm. I poo-pooed it a little bit um, before seeing him within the context of what he's doing. And him telling the aspects of the story that he was telling, I found... if you Did you enjoy his speech inducting the band into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you did, I think you'll enjoy what he's doing in the trailer at least, and then can you ex explode it into what the full four hour or whatever it is with commercials is going to be, then quite probably. The narrative um, kind of displayed in that very, again, a trailer is an introduction, a longer ad that gives you a little bit more of a synopsis of where the story is going. Now the narrative I don't think is going to surprise anyone it is, of course, um, written much according to how the narrative has always been written. But there were aspects of it in dealing with some of the negatives that affected the band that I thought were actually handled pretty decently. And this is from a guy who's very much pro-Peter Chris. Um, mm -hmm. Now, obviously, Peter and Ace are not a part of it. There's nothing we can do about that. Can we continue to bitch and moan that they're not in it? Sure, if that's what really makes you happy. But I think it's important to also have a takeaway from this, uh, that there have been many biographies done on the band, and this is another. And I think what I want to stress is that I'm very optimistic about how this story is going to be told, that it's going to be fresh, that there's going to be a lot of the same story. How many do you think you're going to discover any new aspects of history in this? that someone's come no, up with a chapter that none of us know, we're diehards. So I think that's important. Um, but I'm excited now. I'm actually more excited after seeing it than I was prior. The footage that we've all seen, again, like the Alive 2 print um, and some of the other things, and I, I just don't want to, there, there, there's one music mm -hmm. video that was very rare for a while that is featured in there. So if people haven't seen it, they're going to be blown away by that. Um, oh, okay. There, there is footage that we've seen from other events presented in a different context, and it all looked great. Um, so I, I think when the trailer does come out, do watch it. And I would also say, keep in mind how many biographies have been done on the band, how many times the story has been told, and don't get hung up on the fact that Ace and Peter are not participating <laughs> in this. Would it be nice? Absolutely. Is there canned footage in it? You know, more than likely that you will have seen again. But let the story speak for itself. And I'll end there. Very, very optimistic. And just to be able to say, I saw Kiss stuff today that I'd never seen before. 
blows my mind yeah. and that my response was those two words <clears throat> absolutely outstanding yeah. So I think diehards should be fan. And if their only takeaway from this whole thing is that they do see things that they haven't seen before, then I, I think mm -hmm. that's probably a win. Because I, to be perfectly honest, I don't see them giving a shit about the story because they already know the story in general or have their mind make up, made up on aspects of it. The only, the only thing I'm worried about, you know how you, you get these uh, movie trailers that come out and it's like a, a comedy and they show you in the trailer all the best and funniest things that happen in the movie. And then you go to the movie and you, you go to it and it's like they, what they showed in the trailer was the only good stuff in the, in the movie <laughs> and the rest of the movie sucked. So you think the rest uh, of it is going to be I hope it. No, I don't think that's going to happen. But it's like one of those things is like, oh, yeah, I've seen trailers before where it, they make it look fantastic and then you... You go to movie theater. theater yeah, Detroit, Detroit the Rock City is a great you... example of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so that's the only thing I'm worried about. But I'm, I'm guessing it's, it's probably not in that case. Um, well, based on what you said, but you know, I, I don't think they're gonna put all their, uh, was it eggs in, in the basket. Oh, I, um, I, I, I again, I don't know, and I don't know if they're doing screeners, and I somewhat hope that they're not allowing this to be reviewed before fans get the opportunity to see it. I hope they drop that trailer soon because I really want all of you guys and everyone out there, you know, to have that same moment well, that I've had before someone reviews the whole thing and, and blows the surprises. You know, that, that would be the, the worst part. Yeah. When's the Tribeca thing? What date is that? Is that coming up, right? Is next week? Or, or is it next weekend? Yeah, I think it's eight. I think Andrew posted 12? today that it was eight days 12? away or something. Oh, okay. 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 So it's a week away. All right. Uh, I'm just wondering if we'll, you know, hear anything after that. They've got, they've got to get that trailer out to the public before yeah. the viewing, um, because otherwise, uh, I'm sure there's more in the movie, you know, that is not even teased about in there um, in terms of new footage oh, or yeah. footage that may be new to people. Um, but again, just get that out as soon as possible so that all fans get to enjoy what I did because it's very cool. Again, the screeners, uh, I, I have no idea. I Again, I haven't requested because I don't know where to freaking request it. Um, you know, I would love to see it and review it, but it would be too easy to ruin it for other fans. So, um, Lonnie, okay. has anything I, I said made you more or less interested in this uh, documentary? Well, I think I think footage that we haven't seen definitely makes makes us makes me more excited. I mean, I mean, the four of us and most of the people watching this, I mean, the people who watch this are the diehards. To be honest, so the four of us and the diehards that are watching this. Well, we've seen a lot of what's out there. You know what I mean? I mean, we, we've seen all, we've seen all, we all have kissology sets. You know, we've seen the footage the band has officially released. We've seen the footage on, that's on Exposed, it's on Kiss My Ass, it's on Extreme Close-Up, you know, all, all this footage that they've officially released. We've all seen it, and we've all seen a lot of bootleg stuff, too. A lot of, some more than others. But the fact that Julian, who... I guarantee you to see more bootleg stuff than I have is sitting here telling me that he saw stuff in a trailer that he's never seen before. Well, that makes me excited. It's, you know, especially considering it's 
you know, it, can I ask you if it's if it's vintage type type stuff? Is it '70s stuff that you've never seen before? Can you answer that for me or no? No. <laughs> <laughs> I I think let's put it this let's put it this way. Do you, do you think that I would react? quite yeah, as enthusiastically sure. to say a pro shot clip from asylum um highly improbable star child there you go there's your answer so that that makes me excited to, to see to see things i've never seen before and, and for, for julian to say the same thing makes me excited now and we've talked about it to death and you guys talked about it last week and we, we know how the story is going to, what version of the story is going to be laid out. We know that. So I think for me, I have to, when I sit down to watch it that Sunday night when it's on TV, I have to go in there with that attitude that I know what version is going to be told and I'm not going to get upset by it. Not every KISS fan is going to be able to go in there with that attitude or is going to want to go in there with that attitude. But I think that's the attitude I'm gonna have, and I think that's the attitude. You know, you if you're if you're gonna enjoy it, come to terms with that before before it debuts on TV. And keep in mind, I mean, what I've kind of intimated, and as much as I can say, uh, keep in mind how many times the story has been told. There's only many, so many ways to skin a cat. No offense, Peter. Um, you can't just reinvent the story and change the narrative because the narrative is what it is. So again, I was pleased at points of how that narrative was kind of presented, and that's the standard story. I, you know, I was like, oh, well, that's a new twist. And, and again, I, I just don't want to say too much now, other than kind of sharing my excitement and my, you know, reaction to it. Mark. Um, I don't even know if they're going to be showing it in Canada. Do you think you're able to see it, or do you know if you can? Um, I haven't had cable TV in about seven, eight years. Uh, I oh, do wow. the I do the old illegal digital antenna <laughs> thing, where I just grab digital channels off, you know, with a store bought antenna. So, uh, you know, I still get 32 channels like that. Uh, one of them is not A and E, so uh, I'm going to have to rely on youtube footage of this stuff so i chances of me seeing this are probably slim to none unless some of my fellow kiss you know people uh fans here will you know maybe shoot me a link privately or something like that maybe i'll be able to see it that way but i think it's unlikely but i'll say this i am excited about it now as well like we all mentioned before uh julian is somebody who has probably seen the vast array of bootleg things and things that most people haven't seen well more than we have that's for damn sure and for him to be excited about this is a good sign because usually he's not excited about things like this so if it's worth watching then you'll be better believe i'll be one of the first people in line to make sure i do watch it somehow somewhere whether if i had to go over to my sister's place you know take an hour drive somewhere to uh, sit in front of her sofa or in front of her tv on her sofa and watch it because they have a and e so i could probably watch it there but you know it, it sounds more worth watching now than uh than before uh it was interesting i was watching your guys podcast from last week and you guys were touching upon the alan parker unreleased yeah. documentary and i know that uh david donnelly is friends with alan parker and said that uh you know he was also surprised to hear that that wasn't coming out but uh 
I don't know why either before anybody starts messaging me say hey what happened uh, I, I have no idea David doesn't have any idea and even, even if he did I'm sure he couldn't tell me what what happened uh, but it, it is interesting to see how this one turns out again Julia made a good point are we going to learn anything new probably not but I'll tell you for me Kiss has always been a visual band more than it's been you know anything else and to see new visuals is exciting just on that basis alone I mean if they're smart they'll they'll put them in sporadically throughout the whole thing instead of you know hopefully not dropping it all within the first hour or whatever and then you have nothing new to watch for the rest of it hopefully they'll put it you know spread out amongst the four hours that'll make it worth sitting down and watching the whole thing i think it'll still be worth anyways to watch the whole thing but you know what i'm saying yeah and you 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 couldn't pay me to shill this i'm not shilling um <laughs> I, I couldn't fake that enthusiasm if I tried. Mm. I'm just not built that way. So, again, very pleased yeah. that I did get the opportunity. I want to pimp something else that I, I posted this week, and that was, of course, the second episode of the KISS FAQ song story series. Yes. This week, where I'm covering Lover All I Can. So uh, check out those. Leave your thoughts. Let me know what you think about them. Um, I've got 10 done for the first season. Um, wow. Then I'll, then I'll figure nice. out how... Well, I actually recorded once a day. Problem was, I was wearing headphones, and I went to start cleaning up the audio after work, and uh, I'd been tapping my foot the whole time. <laughs> so, yeah, good work. And, and talking about documentaries, um, the video from the 70-year-old demon, that's the Japanese NHK Gene Simmons documentary, mm -hmm. has finally made its way to YouTube. It's the edited version. There's a longer one that doesn't circulate, and it's not supposed mm -hmm. to be shown outside of Japan for, I, I guess, rights issues or maybe some other issues. Who knows? Uh, but finally getting to see that and being able to talk about it um you know it was a very it's a very touching documentary so i'd recommend you track that down on youtube before it disappears um, mm -hmm. i'm surprised it's made it stayed up as long as it has because it does show a very vulnerable side of gene simmons and the band talking about their age and the challenges that they face you know at 70 years old continuing to do mm -hmm. what they do and maybe that sets me up in a good way to see the vintage stuff that I saw. Oh, there's a hint. Um, you know, <laughs> because it makes me appreciate it all the more that here I was starting the week seeing elderly, come on, 70, vulnerable, um, careworn, I'm, I'm going to use as, as a phrase because they're all, they're all battle scarred. Look at Paul Stanley, you know, shoulder <laughs> rotators sure. and knees and ribs, you know, the, and, and Gene, you know, tenderly getting off the riser when he comes down at the start of a show so yeah mm -hmm. do check do check that out all right let's move on into some kind of random topics and one of the things ken gary and i talked about on the podcast episode i want to get your guys's thoughts on as a random episode kind of topic because it's one that shouldn't take much thought and it's songs that have not aged very well in kissified history. You know, I, I threw out there, you know, let's put the X in sex because I'm very uncomfortable by what that song represents after it was performed by a child, which just, you know, at, at an expo, which to me was just completely inappropriate. And we talked about Christine 16, who turned 60. Um, mm -hmm. 
and, and how that's changed. And there was a good discussion going on the FAQ about how someone's daughter had kind of called him out for listening to a song because by today's standards, it's not acceptable. Whereas when we were 14 and listening to it, it was a completely different thing. So Mark, is are there songs in the Kiss catalog that haven't aged well for you? Um, yeah, there's there's a few. I mean, some of them are, you know, lyrically, obviously, like songs like Going Blind and then the, the old uh, Christine 16, of course, are ones that are, you know, kind of, I kind of laugh at it more than I frown upon it because, I mean, you know, I'm really sure that Gene back when he was 26 or whatever age he was when he wrote that song wasn't thinking to himself you know maybe i should rethink these lyrics because when i'm 70 years old it's they're going to think differently of me singing it i don't think that was even a, 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 a inkling in his mind when he wrote that and i think that's one thing that people seem to forget when they started criticizing these kinds of songs that they were thinking in the moment songwriters and me being a songwriter myself i don't think about what's going to happen 25 years from now with this song I'm thinking about right now, not then. So I kind of give him a little bit of a pass on some of these songs. Um, but musically, some of the songs I find have not, you know, aged as well for me. I mean, I've always thought that, uh, you know, even though it's not one of their songs, Kissing Time has always been something that's never gotten better with time as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, there's, you know, there's other songs within the catalog too. I mean, Let's Put the X in Sex is kind of cringeworthy. So is Read My Body and songs like that, you know. But and and of course the one song that, and I and I've tried, I've really really tried, and I and I and I pre preface this to Lonnie saying, Lonnie, my friend, I have really tried my utmost to to fully give revenge its full due, but I still cannot get into spit. No matter how much I try, I I just can't get into <laughs> my it. guilty but, pleasure song. Come with you. Yeah, but they know that's the thing. It, for certain people. They might not agree. Some people might think that I'm crazy to have mentioned the songs that I mentioned, but hey, all of us have different tastes and different things that we like. So, Yeah, we're not talking about canceling these songs either. They, they were yeah. written in a time you can't become revisionist and start applying modern you know, thought to what was going on in the yeah. 70s. As I find by spending so much time in newspaper ads, the 70s were a completely different era uh, than we live in today. Oh, yeah. Just all the porn... And all the swinging, all the all that stuff that just filled up newspapers. You'd have a Bible religion section, then it would be the hardcore triple X. You know, it was a yeah. different time than we're in today. Lonnie, are there any songs that you feel particularly um, haven't aged well? And go ahead and pick all of Mark's favorites. Right. No, <laughs> I uh, exactly. <laughs> you know, sure. Let's like we can say let's put the X and sex in make me rock hard and always have an age well you know th those are those are easy targets you can you can say but you know if you can say like well you know they, when they wrote christine 16 well that does that's kind of cringeworthy now well you know what when they wrote christine 16 and in 77 they probably weren't thinking kiss was going to be around in 2021 and still playing shows i mean mm -hmm. the idea that they would still be playing these songs that many years later they would they they themselves would have told you there's no chance we're still going to be playing and running around in this makeup and these heels and everything else that many years later 40 years later they would have told you that so have they aged poor uh, you know poorly I, I don't know I, I think they're great for for time stamps of when they were written you have you have to look at it like that like like julian was saying with things that were going on in the 70s are great for time stamps of when they're written 
know, Christine 16 is a perfect 70s kiss song. Let's put the X in sex, read my body. Well, that's what music was, that's what music was in the late 80s, early 90s. That's what hair metal was all about too. So I, I just think that's what that's what music is. You, you listen, you go back and you listen to the Beatles. Well, that's time stamped of the 60s. You go back and listen to some jazz. Well, that's Miles Davis or something. You know, I mean, it's it's perfect for its moment. It's a time capsule music is. So have they aged poorly? I don't know, because I, I think they're great representations of the era in which they were written and released. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you just touched on something, Lonnie. Uh, you, you mentioned the Beatles. If you if you know the song, uh, I saw her standing there. Paul McCartney says, you know, she, she was just seventeen. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so yeah, it was going on back then, and but definitely the seventies. It was a different time, and it was it was right or wrong. Is it, it was acceptable? It was accepted uh, at in, you know in the seventies and, and into the eighties. Um, maybe. All the, like you said, the hair bands, all the lyrics and those yeah. songs are Winger, just crazy. Um, yeah, yeah, it goes on and on. So, um, but when Julian brought up the topic, I thought of not necessarily the lyrics. I, I thought more of a, a song that was probably like a single, a, a, you know, a, known as a pretty darn, you know, pretty good song. But now I just, I just don't care for it anymore. So one one of the songs that I don't care for too much anymore that I liked back in the 80s was, you know, uh, All Night. And mm. uh and and now it's now yeah, <laughs> but now it's kind of uh, it seems too cheesy for me, you know, that that sort of thing. And there's let's face it, there's a ton of cheesy <laughs> Kiss songs out there, right? That we well, know. It's um, Kiss. I know, I know. But I liked it a lot better back then, not because of the content. I just think the song is not as good as I your, thought it was when I first. Your taste you know, has matured scary. like fine wine, has it, Ken? That's right. <laughs> you're not into that kind of cheese stuff. You're into more caviar stuff now, right? Okay, you're moving on to caviar. You have to... See, but here's here's the thing, though. It's interesting, though. You brought up the Beatles about you know, you know, mm-hmm. she's only seventeen. Uh, you know, uh. The, the thing when you bring that up is I guarantee most people are going to say, well, how could you possibly put the Beatles and Kiss in the same bracket? You know, like immediately you have that kind of... <laughs> I'm not comparing you know, Kiss I, yeah, the Beatles. Yeah, no, yeah. I no, no, no I know, but I'm just saying that, yeah. you know, it's that's what I mean by that because most people should be bringing that up. If they're going to bring up Kiss, why didn't they bring up the Beatles? Well, because to some people, the Beatles are like that untouchable region of music that how dare we say anything about them? You know, I'm not comparing Kiss to Miles Davis either. I'm just making comparisons. Yeah, no, oh, I, I, and I agree with you guys. I'm just saying that's probably why they, uh, you know, that's probably why that sort of stereotyping occurs with the bands like Kiss, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, think about the Beatles. And then some of um, one song jumps to mind: John Lennon singing about threatening his girlfriend. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they were not all nice. There, there was a little bit of edge to some of their material. Mm-hmm. Are we going to cancel the Beatles now? Uh, not bloody likely. And neither should we cancel any music. So, you know, put on that Ted Nugent CD and go for it. All right, let's move on. Uh, there, there was actually a good podcast this week that came out, and uh, that. 
sounds like an oxymoron, a good podcast that came out this week. Um, <laughs> other than ours, of course, Download Reloaded had an interview with Paul Stanley, and he talked about uh, the biopic, and uh, he loves the script. Does that give you any hope? Uh, or... <laughs> or does it make you cringe? He loves the script. And he also had oh. no preconceptions about who should be cast for this thing. I think that was the more important. Actually, the whole interview was very, very good. I, not too long, and he, he seemed relaxed and uh, you know came across well. But if Paul says that the bi- he's really <laughs> happy about it, scare you, Lonnie? Yeah, it makes me cringe a little bit. Again again going back to the A&E documentary that I know the story that's gonna be portrayed and but again if you're gonna you're not if you go into that thinking you're gonna get a pro ace and Peter spin <laughs> on it you're gonna be severely disappointed it's gonna be the story that's been told over and over again and Again, the same, same, my same attitude about that is about the Andy thing. Because if, if it, you're going to be severely disappointed if, if you're if you're thinking it's going to be any other way. Ken. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he likes the script. So, yeah, uh, how many rewrites were there before the final script? <laughs> did did he have to turn it back, or did he? It was on the first first time he saw the script everything was perfect in it uh i, I, I kind of doubt that um but you never know i guess um but I, I think it's maybe either one of two things that yeah it's going to be gene and paul's story for the most part or it's going to be uh it's it's so vanilla that it's not hurting or bothering anybody you know kind of thing i i don't i don't know what to make of it but uh yeah uh, and i don't think it's i don't think paul would say i, I like the script if it if it was uh it didn't align with his opinion peter <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly i mean if, if it if, yeah, but supposedly, uh, well, I don't know. I, 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 no, I don't say any more about it. Vinnie Vincent saved Cass, I don't wait like that. You're going to have to wait and see if it ever gets uh, made, you know. Yeah, settle down, Lonnie. We're getting to Vinnie. Sorry. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I. the only thing about the biopic that I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking about some of the key scenes that I hope they represent in this, because we know what the story is going to be. I would really love... And I, I really don't care what Paul thinks of it because it's about what I think of it when I see it. That matters. If, he, if he's happy, it gets made. If I'm happy, I get to see it. So um, mm. I want to see them do a really good representation of Bob Ezrin's boot camp, of him shouting at Gene Simmons that he didn't know how to tune his instruments and Whistle. grabbing the bass from him to tune it, and then mm. torturing Peter on drums about time Um you know, and then them getting to the end of it and Bob saying something positive about them, you know, that you got it. That's a take. That's fine. You know, something like that. Something yeah. that makes them suffer and shows them all suffering equally in the studio while they learned how to be studio musicians rather than musicians recording music. Two vastly different things. All right. I've, t- I've, I've triggered Mark with Bob and Destroyer. Uh, Mark, biopic. Um. 
Yeah, I think the main thing to be concerned about is, like we said, Paul liking it. I mean, look, there's that old saying that people usually, as they get older, seem to mellow out and be more forgiving. I think Paul Stanley is one of these people who has not gotten mellower with age. He seems to be more and more uh, concerned with himself and less about others around him, I think. And I think as long as he's happy with this, he could care less if how much they talk about Gene or anybody else in the band. Uh, I think that he wants to focus on him. I think that's the way it's going to go. I mean, I'm really curious to even see how they're going to portray the whole meeting of the the two to begin with, you know? I mean, th- these kind of things can get easily skewered and rewritten and, you know, fixed to a certain person's vision than others, which is always a concern because, you know, if you don't have all four of them in there contributing their ideas or contributing how it happened you're not going to get the full story i'm sorry there's just no way i mean it doesn't matter how many books were written about it how many things are out there how many old clips there are if you don't have everybody in there giving their input into it it's never going to be a balanced look at things that's one of the things and i and i can see the eyes rolling already from you guys but that's one of the things about rush that i've always loved is that they've always had all of them and they're together when they did these sorts of things. And so you never got a totally one-sided thing. It was never just Getty Lee talking about Rush. It was always at least the two of them, and usually three of them in there. So Kiss is one of those bands that always seems to be the ones that don't want to do that. They don't, it's like they're frightened what what those other guys could possibly say about them, you know? But at this point, we've heard everything already. So what's there left to lose? Well, every band, ha- every band has the other three or the other two. You know, it, it simply is except, the folk. Except Rush. Except Rush. Well, they have the other one, John. Well, let's see. He was yeah. out of the picture a long time. Yeah. All right. Before, let's actually, let's talk about Vinny. No, let's talk about another guitarist. Uh, who saw Bruce Kulick's tribute to his brother, the video? I haven't seen it yet, but I know it's a nice cool. thing to watch. Yeah. Lonnie, thoughts on it? Very cool. Very cool. Um, very heartfelt, you know, um, I mean, you don't, you don't get much classier than Bruce Kulick, in my opinion. Um, talk about a guy, talk about a guy that has handled everything that's happened from 1984 on with pure class. Mm -hmm. Amen. I mean, the classiest member of the band. Um, and you know, I, when we first started doing the show, Mark Mark had mentioned that's his favorite member of all time, and I think and, and probably a lot of people kind of rolled their eyes like, oh, "Really, Bruce Kulick, like, whatever." But he is, and and I've had the privilege of meeting him, you know, multiple times, and every time I've met him, he is the most down to earth, nice guy, very humble. Um, you know, he um. So it doesn't surprise me they were that he would release such a, a a touching tribute to his brother because that's just that's just who he is yeah nicely said very nicely i was impressed by it i love the footage of bob you know some of the photos and you know seeing some of the you know bruce included some of the other records you know, showing images of some of the stuff bob had recorded and there was some stuff i didn't know bob had done so very nice but very well done bruce putting that together and obviously very heartfelt ken did you get to see it yet and if not I did not get to see it yet. So, Why don't you like uh, Bruce Kulick? Why don't you like Bob? I, 
<laughs> no, I think he's great. I, I totally agree uh, with you regarding the, you know, he's definitely uh, has more class than everyone else out there. So, um, yeah, I'm, um, now that you're bringing it up, I know I saw it. I, I didn't see it, but I saw it was there and I just didn't get around to it. But uh, thanks for reminding me. And I definitely yeah. I'm going to check it out. So we're reminding you out there too. Twenty minutes, well worth watching. So uh, you can find links for it all over the place. But Bruce made this himself as well. So um, yeah, good job, Bruce. All right. I just want to say though, sorry, really quickly, that I haven't seen it yet. But the thing is though, I have to agree. Best guy ever. I love the man. I've met him numerous times at the Nam conventions whenever I've went. And you know, here's the thing too that people. Well, some people must know, obviously, but uh, he's been keeping the 80s side of Kiss alive now for a very long time. I'm a frequent mm. watcher of his YouTube channel, and I'm a big fan of his, you know, Guitar of the Month segment that he does. Where he always pulls out a certain guitar and shows and talks about it and shows pictures of it. And he's even shown old footage now and old soundboard stuff from the Asylum tour and stuff. Like, if you talk about one person who has kept that side of the Kiss legacy afloat, and people getting more and more interested in it, he's the man who deserves all the credit for that. Kiss deserves zero in that. It's him totally that deserves the credit in it. And there's one thing that I'm kind of curious about. Will they have given him any time at all on any of these things as far as the, will, they, will he make an appearance in the biopic? And will he even be mentioned in this A&E thing? I'm very curious to hear about that. It'll be in interesting to see. Um... Well, going from one guitarist and legacy to another, Vinnie Vincent's latest bash took place this past weekend again at SIR in Nashville. Um, apparently the first two hours were a live performance by him for that audience only. And again, no video, no recording, no evidence. Um, Mike Brunn did an interview with him. That was uh, the third hour of the event and then he spent the other three hours uh, signing stuff for everyone who was in attendance there and the interview with Mike Brun I have not had the chance to listen to uh, to be perfectly honest the audio was so bad on it I couldn't listen to it I'd started mm -hmm. to um, and I don't know how interested I am by Vinny but what did interest me was the supposed set list from this May Metal Madness, uh, that his performance um, goes from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. On, on this past Saturday, starts with the shred, goes into No Mercy. Boys are going to walk. Walk. Rock. Yeah. Uh, Boys are going to walk. Uh, animal. <laughs> That's my childhood speech impediment that sometimes uh, rears its ugly head. Animal. Mm -hmm. Twisted. I want to be your victim. Um gypsy in her eyes forbidden over you i'm on fire for you Ooh, that's a good one thrill of the chase i just wanna and on the eighth day culminating with lick it up mm -hmm. apparently he was playing to new backing tracks um and not apparently doing the singing but what are you guys' thought on that set any of those jump out at you Ooh, if i got to see Vinny, I, I hope he'd do that or any of those that particularly interest you mark you didn't have an, much of an opinion on the last question so i'll start with you well i mean uh, look Vinny vincent as far as his set list is concerned i mean I think on the eighth day is something I probably would have wanted to see because, I mean, I, it's something that I don't think they did when he was in the band or when he was even out of it, obviously. Uh, 
But, you know, obviously the songs that he did with Kiss are of interest. I mean, maybe not Lick It Up, because, I mean, that's such a easy, simple song. I don't know what he could show me on that that would impress me at all. But, you know, On the Eighth Day is a cool song. Uh, and, you know, some of the st- songs that he uh, that you mentioned earlier, like from his Vinnie Vincent Invasion days, I mean, I don't know that much of his stuff outside of it, like the like his, that Treasure album or whatever that one was and stuff like that. I'm not too familiar with that stuff. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm very curious if there will ever come a time, maybe when he's done like his ninth version of this kind of get together, maybe then he'll start letting some audio leak, maybe. I mean, I'm curious to actually hear some of this stuff. I mean, if it's going so well and if people are saying it was a fantastic time and, you know, it w- it went really well and this and that, then what does he have to worry about anymore? Like, just show something. I mean, I don't get it, you know? Yeah, one of the things that disappoints me, you know, is, you know, people attacking, on the FAQ at least, attacking Mike, you know, for, for the interview. And you know what? Kudos to him building a relationship with Vinny where Vinny will speak to him, whether it's for a closed audience, but then share that. Next time, let him plug into the soundboard so it's easier. Ken, have you followed any of this on Vinny? I mean, he promised a whole lot of things um, to fans again. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Uh... It sounds like it was probably, you know, a pretty good time for the, you know, number of a couple, three hours, whatever it was um, that that he played, um, and and it was more about just seeing Vinny and then uh, about meet and greet kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I agree that I would like to see seen some of those songs played or see what he did on those. Uh, I guess no vocals, like you said. Um, uh definitely and on the eighth day yeah that would have been kind of cool because i I I love that song um the other only thing that was other was promised was i think the the food there that was supposed to be for a whole ton of people but it's it's like it can only feed there was only enough for like about four people um So, so, so that that kind of like you know it couldn't. Afford That's not going to do any harm to most Kiss fans. There not being enough food at the event. I know, I know, but uh, it's it's kind of like <laughs> cheesy that there's there's. You know, and come on, nothing. he serves salad too. Someone, I mean, he's like, really looking I'm out for people's eat. health. I'm not I'm not eating because I know there's going to be food there. Well, no, there was. <laughs> no food there. Uh, no, we're not enough. But anyway, uh, I guess the most important thing is the music and then the experience that the the people had uh, with Vinny, uh, which is perfectly fine. Right, Lonnie, he played a revenge song. He did. Um, I I think it's great for the for the people that went. You know, if if that's what you want to do, almost what you I'm. You know, I'm not one to tell people how to spend their money or anything like that. You know, if that's what you want to do. And, and, and I saw people on online that were very happy um, that, that got to meet him and were very pleased with the experience. So that's great. I just wish, I'm with Julian, I wish I could, he- the set list intrigues me. I think it's, I think it's fun. Um, it's diverse. But I would like to hear something. I don't, I, he's been, I guess you could say back since 2018, kind of back and forth a little bit since January of 2018, but I've still really haven't heard him shred since he's been back. 
I I'd like if 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 I'm not doubting it. People say, oh no, it's okay. Well, it's music. I want to hear it. Let me hear it. Give, you know, it, you you want more pe- you want more people to go to events like this. You want more people to be excited about this. Then put it out there somehow, some way. I've never heard in 2021 of an event where people cannot bring cannot bring their phones in. Basically, is what it is. It's like you're it's like you're checking your phone at the door almost. Is what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. And that's very very bizarre. And I it's it's hard to it's it's hard to wrap your brain around that really. That well the internet we put it putting a video out there if, if it's if, if it's as great as what people the if it's as great as what the Vinny fans say it is, then put it out there so more people will come. And you can make more money. I mean it's it's not a difficult concept, so I just would like to hear it. I don't think he wants to. I no, think obviously. He, I, I think he likes the scale <laughs> of events with a very yeah. small and easy to control, perhaps, or safer. Maybe it's a little bit of both. Um, you know, that it is very much about protecting himself from too many people or being too, being too arduous. Uh, you know, it's, it's a challenge to press the flesh with fans for an extended period of time but what i do notice is that a lot of the people who go or at least several of them i know and they seem to have a good time and go again so that kind of speaks to a certain amount of they're not kool-aid drinking cult members you know i think they actually enjoy what what he is selling um Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing it multiple times. I can understand going once. Uh, I bought tickets to Graceland to that event that got canceled. So I'm not going to throw any mud at anyone for attending these events because I put my money where my mouth was and, you know, on, on the airfare as well for that. So I think after three years, it'd be nice to see something a little bit more tangible for the masses for from Vinny. But I do also under, understand that it's very complex, and I know that he is a challenge to work with as he's very specific and particular. I, I'm trying to be very fair to Vinny and try try not to, um, you know, be emotional that that I haven't had my desires met by, you know, anything since 2018, other than meeting him and getting to thank him for the music. Maybe for me that is it. Um, in which case, that's perfectly fine, as was the phone call, you know, where I have to apologize to him. That was really cool. Um, but it would be nice for him to do a video in some form. Just, I'd love for him to prove the naysayers wrong, if that's the case. Mm. Um, why? Just because it would be nice that to know that he can still do it. But then again, it doesn't really matter. So, um, he's happy doing what he's doing. I'm happy. I have no interest in, in attending one currently. It doesn't mean that down the road he announces one uh, and I don't change my mind, but currently it doesn't do much for me. I thought the set list was interesting, but I, I don't know how much I want to listen to backing tracks and just watching him noodle. I can do mm-hmm. that at home. And wasn't Sorry, wasn't there also word of him saying something that there's something new coming out, some new music or new something rather yeah. coming down the pipe now? Yeah. Like 12 to 18 months. Yeah, that's, that's something. Yeah, yeah. that's just a fart in the wind, you know. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's like we're, two, we're two, box, two box sets in twenty eight. Two box sets. Also. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he wouldn't allow the uh, Carmine stuff to come out, so yeah. He's got the masters. He, he's got good stuff. He's get. I rant about it every time. I'm not going there. Um, yeah. Let's go. Let's go back into you know some of the topics of uh, of the day. And you know, with the latest Kiss colored vinyl, Ken, did you get yours yet? Your Walmart, Which one? your Kiss World Walmart. I think Lonnie got his. I got mine. Yeah. Did you open it? No. Shame on you. Can't even. Right. You know, not even. I didn't get that Open one. it to show us. I Sorry. Didn't get it. I still didn't get it. <laughs> what would you like next, Lonnie? What, what would I like next? Yeah. I I would like something from the eighties. Or I would like I would really like revenge and about this time next year is what I would really like. It's from the you know, come back out I, I, would, I mean there's no surprise anybody listening to the show. But I would like some revenge T shirts and you know Revenge Gold Award and Colored Revenge Final. That'd be awesome. Give it, give it the treatment that they've given some of these other albums. I would, I need it. I don't know about the rest of you. I would eat it up, obviously. But what do I want between now and May? You guys are going to hear me talk about this between now and May of next year. That's this is what I want in in, in May of 2022. But what, what would I like? I would like to see. They have basically ignored the non-makeup stuff when it comes to. This colored vinyl release, other than Hot in the Shade. Hot in the Shade. And it's not surprising because they ignore the 80s in general, except for Bruce, except Bruce yeah. Kulick. They don't like to talk about when they didn't wear the makeup. You know, Gene does an interview and he says, well, we put on our makeup for the last 47 years. Well, you didn't wear the makeup for a good amount of time, but we don't talk about that. <clears throat> you know, so I, I would like them to not ignore the non-makeup stuff. It's the kiss I grew up with. I would like I'd like to see that. I would like to see Asylum. I'd like to see Analyze. I'd like to see Look It Up. I'd like to see Alive 3 for that matter. Just give me something more of that era instead of ignoring it. The Shout Out Loud single, now that was cool, but let's not let's do the rest of these albums before we start going down the singles path. Mm-hmm. I Art. totally agree. I mean, honestly, for, for me, I'm kind of surprised that they haven't just continued down the, you know, the, the anniversary sort of path. I mean, it's 2021. I mean, they should be doing, you know, the elder this year. I mean, I know it's an album. That's not a big thing on their. No, I know it's not a big thing on their thing, but you know, why, why ditch it now? I mean, the, the fact of the matter is they're, they're, they're trying to get every single cent from Kiss People to begin with. I mean, what's the difference if you're going to go and re-release, re you know, Lick It Up on Colored Vinyl or anything else? Like you did, like you just said, you did Hot in the Shade. I mean, to, to me, that album is worse than Elder in a lot of ways. That's a, That album's shit. And you did, gave that a blue vinyl treatment. So why wouldn't you just give Elder? Lots of people like the Elder now, much more than you guys probably think. So... And if you guys are all about the money, which you guys obviously are, you know, or or the, the record label is all about, then why the hell wouldn't they do it? They're gonna get it sold anyway. So what's the what's the big deal? So th that's one thing I think they should do. And I'm really hoping that they do something like that for Creatures because I I love Creatures of the Night, and if they did something like that with that album, I think it'd be fantastic. I I think Lonnie's 100% right. They should do all of those 80s ones. I mean, there's a big chunk of people that came into Kiss during that time period. And a lot of people that regard those albums 
as entry points for them and records that are very important to them. So for you to disregard that and not give it that treatment is being, it's like insulting KISS fans, you know? I mean, at the end of the day, I know KISS fans are the type of people just going to buy it anyways, and even if they were insulted, they're going to buy it anyways because that's just how they are, right? But, you know, one of these days, I hope that it backfires on them, that some people are going to say, you know what, put it out, and I'm not going to buy any of it, and you can stick it up your crack hole, you know? Like, because I'm getting so fed up with this stuff happening, that people, you know, they're, they're just, on one hand, they want to get every cent out of us, but at the same time, they don't give us what we want, you know? So, there, that's my little piece on the matter. So we'll put a quarter in mark today. There we go. Um, yeah. Uh, so, um, I think there's only one album from the 70s that they haven't done. And that's Alive 2. Mm. Um, and I don't think we need to wait for an anniversary because if we wait for an anniversary that's going to be what? Uh, next year? Year and a half away. Or so? Yeah. These halves yeah. anniversaries suck, by the way. They're right, still, right. Unless it's 25 years. Should just say special, you know you know colored vinyl edition or whatever i i'd love yeah i i do agree with, with you know like uh, elder and, and so on and all the 80s <laughs> stuff but geez, the loser. Um, but alive too definitely uh i don't know what's taking so long on that one that one needs to happen mm. um he did a live i'd rather them just do a box set and 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 then put colored vinyl in there and an extra stuff um but you know, we got stuff. We did get stuff like this. I know, yeah, that on the subject, you know, some like of this. Did. This was a this was a nice uh, one that came out this year. Another great one that they, you know, they were on a good start when they uh, started everything with, you know, the the solo album mm. box set, yeah. and yeah. that was a good package um, with all the all the albums and uh, extra. You know stuff that. Yes, was it in was. There. Thank you, Ken. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. And so, you know, yeah, they do. They do need to hit the '80s. I don't know if they need to go chronologically, but they definitely need to do it. And Lonnie, there is a revenge colored vinyl out. Colored I'm vinyl aware. out there from from back in the. Yes. Uh, came H &H. out in the yeah, early. Yeah, H and H. Um, right, I gray have, and blue. I have a copy. Right, you, probably, you gotta search it up. But and I got one from find you. It on Discogs. Um, I yeah, I I gave one to. Uh, I had a couple of copies, and I gave one to Mark. <laughs> back there, you go. Like a year <laughs> or so ago, but um, things are right in the world. Yeah. So yeah, look <laughs> look up that one. At least you have something until they do a newer. Uh, no, but I. I I, guess I wanted to get the treatment that that you've given some of these other albums and, and yeah. the cel cel celebrate these other albums like they have. You know what I mean? But what, here's the thing too: out of the ones that are being out, and I don't know if I'm stepping on your foot here, Julian, by asking this, but which one are the ones that have come out? Do you guys actually like the best? I mean, for me personally, I like the, the Dynasty re-release. I think that one turned out really nice. You know, they did the poster, it turned out good. The only complaint I had about the Dynasty one is that I had to get order it twice because the first one I got skipped like hell. It was like skipping like crazy through, oh, I was made for loving you. And I heard a few people had the same issue in it, that they had to you, send it back and get another copy. Do you know, um, back in the 70s, I was made for loving you had a skip on it too. 
when it first came out, which is a whole, which is a whole really damn batch of Dynasty. Had a oh skip yeah, yeah. On it. I remember I had I, the one I bought didn't skip. My friend who bought on the same day his skipped, but mine didn't. I don't know why. Huh. why? Maybe your maybe your arm is differently. But, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe, but hmm. I. The thing is, on the on the Dynasty, they had a green vinyl, right? Mm-hmm. U.S. Then they had a green vinyl in Europe, but it was a different green vinyl. Yeah, it's a different one. Was like translucent. I think ours. The U.S. Like, was translucent. Was that, I, I have both yeah. of them. Of course, yes, of course. Or I think Killers, well, Mark, yeah, yeah, is the answer to your question for me. Uh, which one of these colored album pressings do I think? Which is... one? Sorry, Killers, absolutely, Killers. absolutely yeah. glorious. Killers. I, you know, I wish my copy had it survived. Really nice. Um, yeah. Really I mean, looks good. I, also... I think uh, the orange Rock and Roll Over looks fantastic as well. For that matter, just really lovely looking. But so does Hot in the Shade. That blue was really nice. Well, the one platinum. I don't like the the. I'll tell you right now, the one I don't like was that Kiss. The first the debut album. Yes. Or yeah. it had one little the smoky. It turned out to be white it was the one little spot or yep. of a white like what the hell was that? The yeah. double yeah. platinum from Germany um, was yeah. really good too. Yeah. That I I also so liked good. the unmasked, the the splatter unmasked they did was really nice too. I finally had a type of splatter. Of course it's not the Mexican type, but and the splatter that he did first was a pretty good attempt at re- recreating that for sure. I mean that that's definitely a a good one. And the best of the solo albums was That's pretty good. That's very good, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, uh, there are a lot of good examples. The Alive is pretty poor, though. The Alive yeah. is dreadful. But, yeah. you know, e- even even the best of the solos, um, the splatter, these splatters don't look anything like as interesting as, say, the Mexican swirly vinyl from 1981 of Unmasked. That thing is absolutely spectacular looking. You know, and I had a really good one that had nice translucent yellow. I sold it, of course, after I... It's the hunt. It's the kill, not the hunt. Um, Got rid of it. So I would like to see them doing that sort of design, just not another freaking splatter, which is why I like the the Ace Frehley trouble walking. What are we all watching, Shadow? Trying to join the podcast. Yeah. Let me in! Um... (laughs) So I would like to see them expanding on that. Uh, and Ace, the, those greatest hit ones from uh, Newbury Comics, the half, half and that half. Nice. Yeah. There's nice. there's a lot of things. Um, but if we don't have an anniversary to celebrate, let's get some of the non-American catalog stuff in, like Shikara on LP would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. You know, They've done the single, which I was on eBay today and looking at it. Like, that looks really good. Let's see some more of those. I mean, how difficult is it? Um, you know, just just do it. There are some great yeah. international picture sleeves, and I'm surprised now that I missed that because I was like, I had regrets today. So regrets, regrets. There we go. All right, that's it. That's an hour. Let's go. Now uh, there there are more topics, um, but we'll pick that up in another episode. All right. So yes, for now. Or actually, what are your favorites, and what do you think about all the topics? Have I persuaded you that you want to watch the A&E biography? No? I'm sorry. Um, So for now, from Lonnie, Ken, Mark, and myself, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. 
If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.